Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. Maybe you're on the internet, but what we know is that you are listening to myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, Blair. Blair, how are you doing today? Doing fantastically, Lawson. Good really? morning. Absolutely. Kicking goals? Yeah. Getting it done? Absolutely. Uh-huh. No issues, no problems. Good oh, weekend. A few, a broken down car, but that's, you know. A broken down car? Well, I should say motorbike. I had to resort <laughs> to the car in getting here. But, oh, um, no. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's yeah. the second time this has happened to me, tr- coming to radio, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to take my wife's car, so now she's stranded at home without a car. Well, she can just jump on the bike, right? Mm, no, <laughs> two kids. They don't take baby seats on uh, the bikes, unfortunately. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> it's like just, yeah, just little baby seats in the back. You know when people have the baby seats on the bicycles, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think they do that for motorcycles. I think. I've never seen it. I think that's a crime. I've seen it overseas. Yeah, yeah. Sidecar. Yeah, a sidecar. A sidecar, here we but go. But they do do it overseas, but there's no baby seat. It's just like five people on one motorcycle. Yeah, it's like and- one of those pieces of materials, just strap them on or yeah. something. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever been to this kind of like Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam and whatnot? And it's like, they're just packed on those things. And it's like, you cringe a little bit when you see them walking around because it's like they're one, they're one like pebble on the ground away from just tipping over. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's it's simultaneously inspiring and terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, what'd you get up to on the weekend? Uh, I was, man, what was I doing? I went to church. It was awesome. Amazing. Spent some time with family on Sunday. So yeah, all in all, a fantastic weekend. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I got to speak at Hillview Church, which was nice. Got to speak and then did, did a little ditty after my sermon, you know, sang a little song because I got invited down originally. Uh, just to sing by Pastor Les there. And then I'm like, well, I, I speak too. And he's like, well, you can do both of those things. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It's a beautiful Monday morning. It's going to be sunny today here in Newcastle, which is good news because it's, well, it's been sunny the last couple of days. It's just also been cold. It has. But... You know, we're gonna we're gonna get through. We're gonna live our best lives, and we're gonna do so by getting the first clue. All right, here we go. Here comes our first clue quiz for the day. Mm. It says, "What person did Jesus describe as being Elijah?" Wow. What person did Jesus describe as being Elijah? If you think you know the answer, uh, you can text it through to our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you can get your name in the running to win our prize of the week and the prize this week looks super exciting it's a six-player game ages five and up uh, themed on the incredible events and prophetic visions found in the book of daniel complete with bible references next to the imagery a fantastic i can't say i've played this game Mm -hmm. but it looks awesome it does have you played it lawson well no i haven't played it it's called days of daniel I, i might have played it this the illustrations on this one look really like in depth i've played a version of this game it's like a similar one it's like a daniel kind of based game but it looks different so it's probably a different game but regardless it looks super fun and of course whenever we give out a board game there's a way it always comes with the promise with that if we can get near you 
We'll play the board game with oh, you. Oh, fantastic. Same thing with cookbooks as well. If we yeah. can get near we'll you... cook your... No, they'll cook for us. Oh, yeah. perfect. That's right. So, hey, 0491-064-669, what person did Jesus describe as being Elijah? 0491-064-669. Already got answers rolling in. Blair, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Positively different news. Well, I want to start off today with a, a story very local and mm. um, and recent, just from over the last weekend. Um, I am pastoring at a church, New, New, uh, Newcastle, Newcastle University. University. <laughs> We're struggling with the names of places today, Dude, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, Newcastle University Adventist Church, uh, which meets on the campus of Newcastle University, mm. as the name would suggest. Amen. And... We are preparing for a series of Bible seminars in a couple of weeks mm. where we're just going to be opening them up for the public and uh, inviting people to come along and hear Bible-based messages that will invite them to make a decision to follow Jesus in mm. their lives. And so we're pretty excited about it. We always enjoy opportunities to share Jesus with people who haven't heard of him before. Mm. And so we've been handing out letters, uh, you know, pamphlets and advertising. And one of the ways we did advertising and where the good news story comes from today is uh, we were at the O-Week, Newcastle Mm -hmm. O-Week, where they kind of do booths and stuff for all the new students that are coming to Newcastle University. And heading into semester two, uh, we held a, a, a booth at the new space, the city campus of Newcastle, right there in the middle of the CBD mm. in Newcastle. And uh, we were handing out the flyers, we were doing free chais and like just inviting people to get involved in mm. the student club, the Adventist Students on Campus Club. Mm. And when we were there, someone, a couple of people just walked up to the booth and uh, we offer free Bible studies, mm. and we had a half a dozen people just walk up and say, "Hey, we'd like to do Bible studies." That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. It's awesome, and it's as simple as just setting up a booth, inviting people to do some Bible Absolutely. studies, and they, yeah, look, they were interested in doing Bible studies. We exchanged some contact details, and we're looking forward to engaging mm. them in the upcoming Bible seminars that will uh, help them grow. And so we're super stoked about it, and it's um, it's exciting to see God working in people's mm. lives and just bringing people from anywhere to come and engage in the Bible. Yeah, of course, I am super sympathetic. I am a Newcastle University Church sympathizer, as I was there for a couple years and, and right. working on campus. And, and I can just say wholeheartedly, you know, for the listeners out there who have never been involved in campus ministry, like that is where God is moving. He's moving amongst the hearts of the young people. Absolutely. And so it is such a blessing to hear the way that he is just... Every single year, you know, it's just a new season of ministry because everyone goes away for the holidays and comes back. And it's kind of every six months and you're, you're dealing with new groups of people and, and you'll work with people for, a, for throughout a semester and then they'll go away and people will come and all kinds of things. And it's like, oh, man, it feels like every six months you're like starting again. And it's just amazing to hear. It's like, oh, yep, oh, week, we're going to start again. We're going to, you know, see how God can work. And maybe you can think, oh, man, like I've had particular situations before when I was at the church where I would be like working with someone and doing Bible studies. It's like, oh, but they're only in the country for like the next four weeks and then they leave and, you know, it's just not convenient. It's like, oh man, how's God working? Still, God was able to do amazing things and see people get baptized and whatnot. And, um, but that being said, yeah, it's just like the, the new semester starts again. You can feel a little bit like, oh man, you know, who am I going to reach? Who am I going to reach? And then you have those O-week days 
where people just walk up and they're just like, yeah, I just want to learn about Jesus. Like, well, you've come to the right place. Praise God. So that's really amazing that we can see that. And also as well, promoting that program too that's going to be running the Bible seminars. That's right. And that, I mean, that's fantastic news in and of itself. Mm. Um, the series of nine seminars taking place. They're called the Discover Hope Seminar. It's finding peace in uncertain times. And we have our presenter, Danny Melinkov, who is presenting this series where you will discover the truth behind the news headlines, the direct link between mm. history, Bible prophecy, and current world events, um, every message filled with assurance, peace, and hope. And so we're excited about it. Uh, we've got a, a total of 13 presentations over three weeks, meeting on Friday nights, Saturdays, Sundays, and Wednesday nights, um, starting on the 21st of July. And it's going to be really exciting. If you are in the Newcastle region, don't miss the opportunity to come along and, and engage and hear in these Bible seminars. And the other perk is there's, uh, there's a free meal, food. Always, there's always free food, guys. <laughs> That's right. Free food. I mean, who can say no to a free, hot, nice, hot, Boy, not free me. meal? Yeah, I know. So, Lawson, you're coming along too, uh, mate. <laughs> I would love to come along. I, I would actually, I'd love to come in, stop in for a few days. I'll see. Because, you know, we're, we're all, we've all got ministry um, appointments and, and right. entanglements. I'm going to be working down at my, uh, at my university, you know, being a blessing down there. But, yeah, no, that sounds amazing as well. And it's at the new space building too, which is... It is, yeah. It's such an epic space. Fantastic. Fantastic facility, multi-million dollar facility, prime What's, real estate. Like, like tens yeah. of million dollars. It's that beautiful. building is, yeah. it's like, it's one of those buildings that you see and you feel sorry for the builders because the architect just went crazy and was like, yeah. I'm going to build like the coolest, most hectic building ever. And, you know, the, the engineer's like, all right, we have to put this together. And the builder's like, just rough stuff. But And, and hey. a shout out to Newcastle University for, for putting on such great facilities and having an opportunity to get involved in university there. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, look, it's a great place to do ministry, campus ministries. You've got opportunity to minister to, um, you know, locals, but also internationals and send people back to their home countries mm-hmm. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, that was fantastic news and I, I wanted to share it. I, I do have one more positive news story, another personal one mm-hmm. um, that I'd like to just share in our time together this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I study with the Bible with a bunch of different people through the weeks. Awesome. That's, that's what... That's what pastors do yep. um, and Bible workers. And um, one of the people who I am studying with is um, a young uh, a middle, a young lady, middle-aged lady, I'm not sure, in between. Uh, and she has been learning about the Bible truths for the first time. Mm. And she's been on a journey and uh, just recently, actually just over the weekend, she reached out to me and just said, hey, look, we've been studying the Bible I've been learning a bit, but something clicked over the weekend, and I'm just all in. I want to start studying hardcore and um, studying reading the Bible through the week. And she's been particularly wrestling with the Sabbath. She's been learning about the Bible, Sabbath in the Bible, and uh, how God has set it aside. The seventh day is the Sabbath as a day of rest. Mm. And um, and he's extended in the Ten Commandments, in the Fourth Commandment, the invitation to us to rest from our work, like Jesus rested from his creative, mm. like God rested from his creative work, and extend that rest to other people. And mm. so she's been think, learning about the Sabbath and thinking how she can apply it in her life. And, um, and she just talked to me on the weekend. She said, look, I'm ready to make big lifestyle changes um, with work, with um, how I spend my time to align myself to the God of Scripture. And I just love that. I love hearing people where they get to the point where they say, I'd rather do what God wants for me Absolutely. in the Bible than anything else in the world around me. Yeah, that is so amazing. And it's it's incredible to see because 
obviously you've been journeying with this person and and you can see them slowly changing and it's kind of well it's a slow change but as you said it just clicks all at once and all of a sudden you can see the like oh maybe i'd be open to this maybe i'd be open to that but then as they're encountering god's truth more and more and more but then well then they make those decisions but simultaneously you know um the sun uh hardens clay and Mm. softens you know wax and butter and and so people might make those decisions they might not but it's amazing that we're called to be faithful and we're called to preach the word regardless and it's powerful to see when people make those awesome decisions you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different blair give us our next quiz absolutely so this question it goes like this Abitha holds an unfortunate record for being the only high priest to, and you've got multiple choice here, A, run a marathon, B, be removed from his position, C, sin, or D, grow a beard. Hey, growing a beard, that doesn't sound like such a bad thing. That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, if you can do it, I'm like someone in the studio, <laughs> the studio across from me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Shay's being thrown. Wow. Wow. I've been working on my beard. I, I've got, a, I got a beard roller kit. I got <laughs> beard oil. That's why I make fun of Oh, you wow. Wow. <laughs> that is a cheap shot. Uh, but if you think you know, I'll, I'll give you that question again because Lost was just, just, just railroaded me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Blair, Blair and myself are good friends. Oh, that's um. awesome. I love it. So here's that question again. Abiathar holds an unfortunate record for being the only high priest to, is it A, run a marathon, B, be removed from his position, C, sin, or D, grow a beard? If you think you know the answer, you can text it through to 0491064669 and get your name in the running to draw, to win our prize of the week, which is the board game Days of Daniel, a fantastic little board game that you want to play. Mm, absolutely. Again, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And we had just text flying in thick and fast over the last question. So, guys, you need to you need to get in. It's competitive. It's hot. There are lots of people already getting their answers in. So, 0491-064-669. Okay, I want to talk about global warming this morning. Interesting. I- interesting. And I want to talk about how the Earth is literally heating up. Like, like... The the contention over the the topic of global warming is over the cause, right? That's right. Is over the cause of global warming, which we might touch on a little bit. Actually, we're probably going to touch on a little bit. But what I do want to say is that last week on the third of July, last Monday, we had the hottest recorded day globally ever, which was an average of seventeen degrees around the world. Now you might hear that and say. 17 degrees, that's not very high, but it is including the North Pole, the South Pole, it's including all the countries in winter at the moment, including us, um, and then all the countries in summer. Globally, we had the hottest day ever, which was 17 degrees. Now, that was on Monday, and it was like, wow, this is a, a record that has been shattered. The last hottest day that had been recorded before that was um, 16 Point nine in 2016 and then before then it was like in 1979 and then before then like just way before because we didn't have that monitoring technology but it, we had seen averages lower than that but then yeah broke the record last monday and then last uh tuesday we broke the record again so we 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 have been on a we've been on a hot streak essentially um, literally a record streak of 
heated up temperatures and this what this has looked like all over the world like in china and in europe right now massive heat waves uh that is you know sending the countries into struggles um parts of north africa consistently hitting 50 degrees over the summer so far which is like 50 degrees is a ridiculous temperature hey you can set us in zero four nine one zero six four six six nine if you've ever been in temperatures like that 50 degrees i think i've probably experienced it once and it's in in the area of north africa actually like wow. in middle east north africa i was in like i was in dubai and we flew through there during the dubai summer and it was it had Almost, I think it was like 49, 50 degrees or something like that, and you just couldn't go outside. But we're seeing consistent heat. Yeah, that's hot because, you know, I, I remember as a school student in Australia, once it got over, I think it was like 40-something degrees, maybe mm. 40 degrees. Mm. They'd just send us home for the day. That's right, 38 out the gate uh, I here, here in New South Wales. Yeah. I think the hottest temperature that I've ever seen in Newcastle is one time, I think it was 2016, 2017, Ball's End hit 47 degrees. Wow. Which is, that's amazing. But, yeah, living in a country where they're consistently topping 50 now that is that's high wild but what we are seeing by the numbers is that the country well the not just the country but the world is hot now the debate the contention that comes is when it comes to this conversation is why is that happening is it man-made climate change you know has man broken the world down to the point you know have they produced enough carbon emissions to the point where the world is heating up or is it you know a natural process going on here um regardless i think this is the really important thing is that regardless we can see the world being unprecedentedly hot and secondarily we know that this is a sign of the times. We know that our world is on the way to falling apart. Let me have a read of this. This is Revelation chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 12. It says, I looked, and when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black like sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs, and when it is shaken up by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded back like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountain. And he said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne uh, and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand. Now this is a description in Revelation chapter 6 of the second coming. And what we can see here is the world is falling apart and then those who haven't accepted Christ, obviously they haven't accepted Christ because they're not in good spirits to see Jesus come back. Uh, they're you know running and ducking for cover and they're hiding in caves and they're like may the rocks fall on us because they're like the world is seriously falling apart. But the question is, well, how far does this, you know, this destruction go back? And then we read passages like, like in Second Peter, you know, day the Lord comes in the thief in the night, in which the elements will burn with fervor and heat. Again, we see this as an event happening as Jesus comes back. But then when that's you go, true climate change, there, yeah, isn't that's it? right. The, the, the <laughs> climate literally disintegrating. Yeah. Uh, but when we go to a Luke twenty-one or a Matthew twenty-four, and it gives us the signs of the times, and it's earthquakes, famines in various places, you know, um, pestilence. When we read a James and you know destroy those who destroy the earth, and we see that the the curse of sin on this earth, the, the toll that it is taking on people and the toll that it is taking on our earth, and we see that the world is falling apart as a result of that, we shouldn't be surprised when we see these things 
taking place. We shouldn't be surprised when we see, you know, some level of global warming and climate change happen, whether it is man-made or whether it is, you know, a natural process or whatever it may be. I think, I think it's pretty clear that the earth is succumbing to the pressure of sin on it. And, and some of those aspects are probably, you know, natural, um, but some of those aspects are also, you know, a, a result of human activity. And I think not looking necessarily at like, you know, carbon emissions, but in other places, like when we just look at our oceans and we say, oh, well, we've like largely fished out a lot of the sea or there's a massive garbage patch in the middle of the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. Like, it's like, oh, that's probably going to have a negative effect on, on the climate. And it's like, oh, you know, and obviously this this has to stop somewhere. Now, you know, since 2004 and Al Gore and, you know, all of those things, and it's like, oh, man, you know, this is, it's uh, by 20, what was it, by 2025, you know, I, we won't, there won't be enough oxygen to sustain Seven billion people and and that kind of stuff. Whatever those like um, those you know estimates were, and we see that they're getting pushed back further and further and further. But what we do see quite clearly, whether we you know think about carbon emissions or not, is that the population of the world is increasing. We don't have the ability to support all of those people, um, and our world is degrading faster and faster. And you know, even for myself, I remember 2015. I was in the beautiful country of Malaysia. I love Malaysia. It's one of my favorite places in the whole world, particularly. KL, the big city there. And during that time, um, the Indonesian government had decided to do some deforestation, you know, Mm. to support their economy. And they just burned down this whole forest. And I'm in Malaysia and this massive smog, smoke cloud rested on Malaysia as a result. And I mean, it's surprising they didn't just cut it down and use the wood instead of just burn it. Well, they burned it down because they're going for palm oil. Like, that's that's the biggest thing, right. their biggest export from gotcha. their forest there. And so this big cloud of smog settled on the entirety of Malaysia. And, uh, and as a result of that, the... The Malaysian government was suing the Indonesian government for like a trillion dollars. It was, it was a wild situation. But being there and being in a situation where the entire atmosphere is just filled with smog and you can barely breathe, and, you know, similar to like the constant state of China, like it's like humans aren't supposed to live like this. This is unsustainable. Our world is falling apart. And this is ultimately a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. And that is good news, my friends. It's like, hey, the worse things get, the more hope that we can have that Jesus is coming back soon and we will see him again. This is fantastic. This is something to look forward to. And what is our response to this? It is to share the gospel with people. Just as, you know, we talked about Newcastle Uni, the opportunity that we have, we need to take it to share the gospel with people and help them to know Jesus as we know the day is coming. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have our next quiz. That's right. In what book of the Bible do we find women working as stone masons? Wow. Where do we find the original women tradies? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, eh? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Yeah. I mean, if you think you know the answer, text it in. You can get your name in the draw to win the prize of the week, the Days of Daniel board game which is going to be a lot of fun to play and Absolutely. probably help you to stand like Daniel did Absolutely. in the Bible. And probably know more about him as well, know more about his story. Great character and to study in the times we're living in. 
comes with the promise that if we're in your area, we'll play the game with you. you and know? beat you probably. And, no. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, no, I'm ready to win. I'm, I'm here for it. Hey, 0491-064-669. In what book of the Bible do we find women working as stonemasons? That's epic. Hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And we've come to our interview section of today where we look at everything politics and prophecy with Pastor Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there? Yeah, Lawson, how are you, mate? Oi, I'm just winning at life, kicking goals, you know, just getting I, done. I really couldn't wait to play a board game with Lawson and Blair. That would be like, <laughs> be like the highlight of my year. Really? Uh, we've got to make it happen. <laughs> that's that's bad. Are you, are you a bit of a board game fiend? No, no, my wife will tell you I'm far from it, actually. <laughs> it just drives me bonkers. But anyway, I can, but I can a board bear game it for a little while. A board game about Daniel probably has a bit more ring than the other board games that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll probably have a crack at that one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, Justin, again, we've got you on the show to talk about all things politics and prophecy. What is going on? Oh, there's so much, uh, guys. I, I, my big challenge every week is think, what can I actually narrow this down to? Wow. The, I, and I've got to say, because I'm not going to talk about it, but... The corruption of the Biden family. Oh, isn't watch, it crazy? Watch this space because mm. it is starting to come out now in not in drips and drabs. It's starting to flow out, mm. and they're not going to they're not going to get out of this one. I don't think so. Mm. Just watch that space. It's early days on um, what these committees in the the House in uh, the U.S. Congress are doing, mm. but it's. It, it's not like innuendos. There's witnesses, there's receipts, there's millions of dollars involved. So watch that space, folks, because that's going to affect the direction of our planet. Mm. Um, most powerful position on Earth is the United States presidency. Mm. But I don't want to talk about that. Okay. But something far worse, I want to talk about violence. Oof. Violence. Mm-hmm. Um Human beings have this incredible capacity for it in the Mm. form of war, just interpersonal murder, violence. Mm. And what we're witnessing in France over the last week or two, Mm, Yes, you see when people are not able to unite within their own culture and nation, they get into their different tribes. You could call them teams, whatever we want to call those groups that are – feeling like the political process is not giving them what they want. Mm. And we could think that will never happen here. That's the French are crazy. Uh, it's happened everywhere, all through human history. Mm. And the breakdown of we, – we we're very sophisticated in our own minds <laughs> – I'm not sure we really are, but we, we at least we think we are because we, we have a political process where we all get to vote and there's this unified feel within Australian culture of what it is to be an Australian and where we're going. But mm. the more we break that up into different groups and we're witnessing this not just in France but particularly in the United States, mm. The next step when you feel your voice is no longer heard, you know, if I'm in a a football club or let's pick on a church and I feel my voice isn't heard, well, I can pack up and go to a different one. Mm. When you're in a country, 
and your voice isn't heard and you love your country, mm. what what's left? And France has a history of this and so does the United States. It's in their DNA. Mm. Absolutely. It's in their DNA with the War of Independence in the US when they uh, – King George's little tea party at Boston. They threw all their stuff in the harbour and said, we're not going to pay you taxes anymore. We don't like your leadership. And it led to a terribly violent war that mm. birthed the nation. Fourth of July just celebrated it all. Um, I, want to, I want to propose to you guys and to the listeners today that violence is not that far away if this process... It, it, it continues to break down and people's level of dissatisfaction continues to rise, mm. if that's making sense. Absolutely. Oh, you can see the tensions bubbling and brewing at different times. I mean, even in, in US politics, you know, going back to, the, uh, to the, the George Floyd riots and these sorts of the era kind of through COVID, uh, you saw the... I guess the dissatisfaction with political system bubbling over into all sorts of violent riots. I mean, at the time, the media was trying to cover them as predominantly peaceful, but uh, that was <laughs> the buildings <laughs> burning down behind the sea and everybody. It wasn't it funny, but it, the thing, the, the mental gymnastics the media will do to try to <laughs> uh, mm. everything, peace and safety, peace and safety. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and this comes back down. Remember. Preceding violence is people getting to their tribes. Yes, and this correct. is where the the left and the right in France it's a little it's a little different. Ten percent of the French population is Islamic now, mm. and and they have a big problem with rainbow flags and women having equality and all sorts of stuff because their worldview, their belief system, isn't going to live in a, a society that allows that. So they've got a choice to make, and they're, they're choosing not to be French. Mm. So that's really – I don't know what they're going to do over there because every year this is getting more and more acute, mm. and they don't, have, they don't have any obvious solutions that are pleasant ones. So, yeah, that's France. But if we go to the U.S., patriots who identify with conservative and they're even abandoning the Republicans as an mm. organization. They're really getting animated. And uh, these guys are loaded for bear. These guys are the, the gun toting, God believing Bible owning Christians mm. who have um, a lot of them have served in the military. Mm. That's a part of the, if you want to get anywhere in the, in the United States in politics, your, your ticket is, is so much easier if you've served. Mm. Uh, they, they just have a very different culture to what we're used to in Australia in that sense. And I'm, I'm seeing that they're, they're actually, if things continue to break down in this next cycle, the 2024 presidential election, mm. um, and people feel that their voice wasn't heard, Watch this space. Absolutely. And I, I think it's quite interesting now to reflect on Australia itself. And 
I had a friend from the United States who was living over here in 2019, 2018, 2019, and, you know, pre-COVID, and I remember their experience over here. They're like, man, this is just like, this is like living in Hawaii. Like, this is like living on an island, you know? Like, it's just, everything is just chill, and everyone just does their thing, and da-da-da-da-da, like, you know, and those, those political divides aren't really, you know, there's no fierce tension and every everyone's just living their best lives. Um, and I think for even even the person who said that to me, they've been able to see like the change that's happened even here in Australia in that regard. And whilst, you know, in terms of like those tensions bubbling over where we it seems as though we're far from it, again I think what we what we understand, particularly from the Bible, is that there will ultimately be driven a divide in all of the world. And we're, we're seeing the, the prototypes of those divides in the United States. We're seeing it in France. And, yeah, we can eventually, I, I assume, that we'll eventually see it here as well. We hope not. We hope not. But I tell you what, it's so much of the narrative that goes on, and I could just po- throw a dart at the wall. It's about dividing us. Mm. It's, a, it's not about uniting us, and it's not about saying, hey, this is Australian culture and, we're, we're a, a, you know, we have Christian values. We might be a big churchy place, but that's our history and our heritage under the flag. And even mm. now the flag, they want it. Everything is up for grabs now. Mm. And if you were to change the flag, you'd have half the country or more that would want the old one. And then all these people that hate it. And you can just see how societies are busting up. And that's not good for anyone. Mm. Um, that there's a, it's a small step if you look back through history of what comes next. Mm. And there, there's also underneath all this, guys, is people today are angry. Mm. And I'm, I, that's a generalized statement, but they've got short fuses. Mm. And you, you see this with, you see this within families when the relationship breaks down between mum and dad. Mm. And next thing you know, there's this horrific uh, murder-suicide and, you know, stuff you wouldn't even want to speak about that happens within a loving family because the relationship breaks down. Well, you can transpose that onto our larger society that Mm. when we're no longer united, when we start to fight with one another over issues, and we're doing that right now in this country, over stuff we don't need to, mm. um, it's unnecessary, but that that's a part of this grand plan. There is a great controversy going on between good and evil, and it works out in your life and my life, mm. and that goes across the world today. This is a global conflict. Mm. You know, I'm just thinking about all of this and how it's, uh, you know, the connections to Bible prophecy, and I'm thinking of that text in... Second Timothy chapter three, where it talks about in the last days, perilous times coming, men being lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving. It goes on, right? Uh, a whole list of, you know, despisers of good, traitors, and all of these, uh, these characteristics that really feed into, uh, the end result of, of what we're talking about right here, you know, rebellion, anarchy, violence, and, I mean, it's it's prophesied in the Bible that these last days will be turbulent ones, right? And that, that there will be 
um, a degree of violence in the things that we're seeing. And so it's, it's not surprising what we're seeing, but it is um, a little bit troubling as well. It's, it's something that you and I today, the listeners, please, can you find an opportunity today just to be kind to someone? <laughs> just Absolutely. be kind. Just be kind. It's like um, I, I have to bring up the cricket the other day at Lords, where <laughs> these stodgy old dudes that sit in the, the members stand there and the, the cricketers walk through. Actually, one of them tried to trip the Australian cricketers. Oh, they, no. They, they, they were so indignant that they had, um, you know, got this guy out the way they got him out. I'm not going to go into that. I think it was fair. Anyway, um, that, that led to someone acting violently towards someone else in a mm. place you would never expect it. Mm. Today, guys, the world is getting set up for the last great conflict thing you've been talking about this morning. It's set mm. up. It's all there. And what do we have to play in all that? Well, we need to be on God's team. Absolutely. And he loves everyone of every different tribe, nation, tongue, and people. He doesn't want to divide. He wants to unite under the blood of Jesus Christ. And so our little world today where we are, where you are, take your time to be kind and and go out of your way to help someone else today and don't divide but unite. Absolutely. And I think one of the key things there is eventually all of us are going to feel pressure. And I think it's under that pressure that those uh, bad behaviors and that division comes out. And I, I really believe that it's like, okay, it, there's going to be a pressure that we've never seen before. And it's like, how can we stand in unity and how can we stand with Christ? And it's through having a relationship with him, like first Amen. and foremost, you know, knowing him personally um, and letting him change our character. And, and, Without and, that, well, we've seen over and over again throughout history. Yeah, people who call themselves Christians fall under that pressure and fold and succumb to it and do awful and terrible things. You know, uh, exactly what you're saying, Lawson. It's under that banner of Christ that those divisions that so often divide are erased. You know, there'll be no mm-hmm. Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female, no, you know, those barriers, racial or whatever you want to put in there, come mm-hmm. down in Christ. Absolutely. Amen. And you'll find. I find this guy said, if I am kind to someone else, it always comes back to me. Mm. And and the people you're kind to end up being kind to others as well, and it's contagious. And kindness and care for others, when you don't know them, that you, you know, the, the, there's a lady with a flat tire on the side of the road. Stop and help. Oof. Stop and help. Mm. Just just do what you would, the golden rule that Jesus gives, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Wow. Mm, amazing. Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning and giving us some amazing insight into what's happening in our world. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.